0: Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today I wanna talk about having a quarter life crisis. I had mentioned doing a chat on this and asked if it was something that you guys would wanna see and I got a lot of feedback saying yes. I know a lot of you guys are also within the age range of your 20s to your 30s, (laughs) air bubble, which is exactly the age range of most people that experience something of a quarter-life crisis it's almost like our generation has this thing with making really dry humor or sarcastic humor out of our struggles which i think is a good thing like how else are we going to survive it is super common by the way which i actually did look it up so 86 percent of millennials experience something like a quarter life crisis. And that is actually pulled from the resource of The Guardian, which I will link in the show notes, by the way, in case you want to dig into. But 86% is a very, very high percent. So just know if you're in one, or if you feel that you've gone through one, that it is totally normal. Usually, like we said, it happens within your 20s into your 30s. It normally comes with this feeling of anxiety or like impending doom of uncertainty, of feeling like you have no idea where your path is leading you Or perhaps the path you have been walking or even worked really hard to get on isn't fulfilling you It can be anxiety about the uncertainty of the future Which is kind of like the note on how in this day and age I think it's super common to have a quarter-life crisis because you grow up as a child and the world seems so Magical or can seem so magical and you know adults kind of do everything for you or hand everything down to you or fix things for you and then you get into your teens and you know you're a little kind of self-centered which is normal for a teenager and you just want to figure out who you are and do your thing and be cool and then all of a sudden you get into your 20s and life is real. I mean life is always real but I mean it gets real. It's time to start defining who you are as a person, who you're going to be in society, how you're going to contribute to society in a way that allows you to pay your bills but also doesn't leave you feeling dry and run out and burnt out and Also establishing a relationship, establishing where you want to live, the types of ways that you want to spend your time and your energy, the type of path you might want to walk, or at least it seems like all of that pressure is there. And then all the existential shit gets dropped on you. Like, oh, you know, global warming, the state of affairs in the world, financial collapse or impending financial collapse, or you get told that there's going to be food scarcity soon, or there's pandemics or whatever it is. There's a feeling of uncertainty that comes from wait, how will I know that I'm going to be okay in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years? And again, this isn't just for our time. It's very normal given the problems of our time, but every generation before us has asked and wondered those same things. So again, just to give you a little piece of comfort that that's a normal experience, regardless of where you look in history. Quarter life crisis can be feeling unsure of who you are, feeling like Maybe you never really got to fully express yourself or fully be yourself in your earlier years. And now you're wondering who you are or certain identities have cropped up into your mind where you've thought like, I think that's actually a lot more who I am, but you've never given yourself the chance to be that way or express yourself that way or identify in that way. A very heavy pressure to feel like you have to have it all figured out, air quotations around figured out, because what even is that? It can be feeling like everybody else around you or everybody online seems to be be ahead of you or have it quote unquote figured out. Just feeling lost, feeling like you're wasting your time, feeling like you have no idea what direction to head in or if you are heading in a direction, it can feel like it wasn't necessarily a chosen direction, like you're almost kind of ambivalent and just moving through life. Perhaps you feel like you did all the right things or you were doing all the right things or you were really happy with something that was going on in your life and then it changed and it shifted and it can be drastic. It could be you worked super hard to get into a specific school or you worked super hard at school to get a specific job and it doesn't work out or you get that job and then you get fired or you spent years with somebody building a relationship from your teens or your earlier twenties for years or maybe even not even years. It could even just be months where you were talking about marriage or starting a family or getting a house together and that relationship fails. It can be a sudden, drastic move. It can be a loss in your family or your friends. There can be pandemics, like we said. There can be things that happen that drastically change that are things that you did not see coming or things that were outside of your control or things that you really worked hard to establish that fall apart regardless. And that can also trigger a quarter-life crisis of like, well, what now? There's no one size fits all there never is, but some of the symptoms can include high anxiety it can trigger depression and if not full-on depression then it can definitely trigger bouts of really low mood really low energy really low motivation it can make you feel dull or make life feel dull it can make you feel really insecure and not just insecure in who you are but maybe even insecure in your place in the world or your stability in the world, it can cause a huge amount of indecisiveness, especially if you're already a little indecisive. But even if you're not, you're having to ask yourself questions that you didn't want to have to ask yourself. So you don't even want to come up with answers or maybe you don't want to have to make hard decisions. It can cause a lot of, I don't know, which is very valid. And on the flip side of that, it can also cause impulsive decisions or destructive behaviors. So it's super common if you're going through a quarter life crisis, For there to be a period of that, of working through that, where you might act out in a way. And your way of acting out could be something from your past (laughs) that pops back up. When I went through my quarter life crisis, I was doing so well. I was feeling all healthy, getting my life on track, feeling really good and in my place and in my spot in the world. Things felt like they fell apart. And I literally turned to weed. I've talked about this before. Weed is legal in Canada. And I, Well, I, I just, I went with that. I smoked weed every day. I justified it in my mind. I told myself that I was still working. I was still being creative. I was still getting lots of stuff done, but it was actually completely inhibiting me. It was stopping me from feeling like I could go out in public at times. It stopped me from being more social. It started to make me hermit and close myself in, which was something that I had struggled with prior to years before, but had worked on. And so it can make you revert to self-destructive behaviors. It can make you make impulsive decisions. Like I made some very questionable dating decisions. I wouldn't even call it dating. I just started spending time with men that weren't really like, A quality men. I was doing it with people that I didn't even genuinely really enjoy. In hindsight again I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing and I don't mean to villainize that or like even slut shame myself but all of that was within the period of time that I was going through my quarter life crisis or going through a crisis of like what is happening and that's how I know now. So we've already kind of touched on a lot of the causes that can create a quarter life crisis but there are a few more and I do want to talk about them too. The first being a false idea of early adulthood and this is something that I think is more prevalent again in our generation because in previous generations you would have a sense or a false sense of what adulthood especially early adulthood was meant to be like but it would come from your peers and your parents. Nowadays we have things like social media which give us access to lots of amazing information but it's always a double-edged sword because you get on social media and you think okay so this is what early adulthood is supposed to look like this is what my 20s is supposed to look like this is what i'm supposed to have figured out by 30. this is what i'm supposed to feel this is what i'm supposed to be doing in my early adulthood especially the year that most of the people that i knew were graduating from things like college and university because i ended up dropping out and that's when my youtube channel had taken off thinking like, oh, snap, like I'm supposed to have a degree under my belt. And it didn't even matter, it was so silly, I wouldn't even think like, what actual degree and how would that even benefit my life like how many people do you know that have degrees that don't have jobs in their degrees i mean there's lots of people that are very successful with secondary education and you should definitely go for it if you know what you want to do but if you don't know what you want to do there can be this invisible pressure that you're supposed to go to post-secondary school That you're supposed to put yourself in immense amounts of debt to go to university or to go to college to get a degree that you might not even use that you might not even enjoy just because of that false sense of what early adulthood is supposed to be, of the path that society says is right per se. Another cause, which we already kind of talked about, is comparison, especially now on social media. Unexpected change, either in your life or in the world, which we did talk about as well, and also to this idea of wearing a mask, which is something we haven't talked about yet, so I'll touch on that before we get into the hopeful side of what to do if you're going through a quarter-life crisis. So wearing a mask in the sense of perfection, having to do it all right, or do all things all the time, when really you're feeling unaligned or unhappy. And again, I can only really elaborate on these things based on my own personal experiences, but I have definitely worn masks at times in my life where I did my everything and poured my everything into making it seem like I was living a perfect life. And I did that for a lot of different reasons, mainly because I I sought a lot of value out of the more perfect I could make my life feel or look, the less broken I was feeling inside, which is something that I worked on. Thank heavens I've worked on. But whether you've checked a lot of boxes that you were told were necessary to check whether you got the job or are in the relationship or are doing the things that you think you were meant to do and you feel unhappy or you feel unfulfilled, it can be common and it makes a lot of sense honestly to put on a mask, to act as if things are totally fine around your peers, around your friends, around your family, around the world and when internally you might actually feel really unhappy, really unfulfilled, really lost, really disconnected, really uncertain about whether or not you really are where you wanna be or doing the things you wanna be doing. And part of that as well is this internal need to feel like we need to make everything seem perfect on the outside, which can definitely crash and burn. Like if you build your life on the bedrock of perfectionism, if you try to make it seem like everything is perfect all of the time, there will come a time where you cannot hold it together anymore, especially as one person, and it will crumble. And even if it doesn't crumble in a visual way to the outside world, you'll be crumbling internally. Something will eventually knock you down. And I think, again, because I've been through that experience, that in my belief, when I got knocked down, it was the universe's way of trying to help me, even though it was super painful and super hard at the time. It was like, why is this happening? I had it all together and yet I ignored every red flag that told me that it was time to take the mask off, it was time to be honest with myself, it was time to do the things that were necessary for me to seek out therapy, for me to talk to the people around me about how I was really feeling or how I was really struggling. Like it was a survival mechanism, at least for me, for a really long time in my life to suppress the things I was feeling in order to survive. But then that led into my 20s and into my early adulthood and it hit a wall when that didn't work anymore. And I found myself just completely crumbling on the inside. And so in a way it sucked, yes, but, At the same time, it was the universe's way of saying, okay, it's time to face these things. You weren't willing to choose to do it actively yourself, which is okay. But for that reason, I think the universe kind of pushed me into it. Like if I... If I ignore the signs, the universe is going to make me face it one way or another. So that was a lot. Feel free to pause for a sip if you like and then hang tight because we're going to go through the stages of a quarter-life crisis and the hopeful parts that you can hold on to and know that you will get out on the other side and you will be okay. So as I mentioned and sourced down below from The Guardian, there are four phases and i'm going to switch the name to four hopeful phases of a quarter life crisis the first being what we've basically talked about up until this point it's the feeling trapped feeling stuck feeling dull in your life feeling like you can't change but you need change but you don't know how to go about that change Feeling behind, feeling directionless, feel like you're hitting rock bottom or you feel like you're just going lower and lower and lower and you don't know when you're going to hit it, but you see it on the horizon. That's the hardest place to be in a quarter life crisis. And if you've stumbled across this chat today and that's where you are, then know that yes, it sucks. I empathize with you. Every step from here on out gets better. So hang on because the second step or the second hopeful phase of a quarter life crisis is the idea that change is possible where ideas start downloading so for instance you know that feeling and you can have it on a small scale to a big scale where you almost have to let things fall apart in order to start seeing the ways that they're you can put them back together you know you almost have to let things get there for a long time you feel hopeless you feel directionless and then all of a sudden You get this little spark. Maybe it's a spark of inspiration from a movie or a piece of art or someone you found online or something you saw outside or a moment or an experience where all of a sudden you feel better if even for a split second. It could also come from the coping mechanisms because we don't always cope with things negatively. Sometimes all of us in different ways, depending on different chapters of our lives, end up coping with really hard times in positive ways. So maybe you go through a quarter life crisis, maybe something terrible happens like a really bad breakup or losing a job. And even though you're lost and you have no idea what you're doing, there's this little part of you or a little part of your day that brings you joy because you're painting or because you're exercising or you're going for a bike or run or you're spending more time in nature or you're spending more time with your friends and your family or you're reading more than you used to and yeah you still feel like crap it doesn't fix everything but there's this little glimmer of light that allows you to know that there is space there's time to feel better that this is a wave you're going through but that there's wiggle room and the wiggle room starts to increase. And when I say things or thoughts or ideas download, you can change that wording however you like. But for me, it always felt like I would get these like spiritual downloads through meditations or through dreams that would make me think like, wow, wait, this is a really good idea. I have no idea how I could implement it or how I could execute it in my life. I have no idea how I could get there, but it feels right. and An example of that was when I was going through a really, really rough patch in Toronto in the city and feeling or at least telling myself that I was where I was supposed to be and not really giving myself the wiggle room to think I could go anywhere else, I could be anywhere else. I had this calling, I had this feeling that I wanted to be close to my sister as she had just told me she was pregnant. And I had no idea what that looked like and the thought terrified me. I've never liked Ottawa very much or at least I didn't before. And I couldn't see myself leaving the city because I identified with it so much and I had no idea what that would even look like But yet there was this feeling that started to come together that started to download where I was like wait I could find a place a little farther out in nature I could find a home that I could build and create and root into like really set some roots down I could spend more time with family. I could get more animals I could really start to establish a slower more peaceful lifestyle. I could really focus focus on my yoga teaching. And like it started to download in a way that I was like, this is such a drastic change. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but in this phase of the life crisis, you're just downloading, you're just letting thoughts come to you and not all of them are going to stick. In this phase, you also might begin to create some subtle shifts in the ways that you spend your time and energy. If it's that little pocket of reading or painting or a little shift in your routines, or you start to feel this like vague sense that a new path is starting to form in front of you. And you might not see all of it, but you have this feeling like you're transitioning, like the change is starting, which leads you into the third hopeful phase of a life crisis. And that is the period of rebuilding, of gaining a new sense of life. This is sometimes the hardest phase. I mean, it depends depends on how you compare it to the first phase. But it can also be some of the most exciting parts of the phase i would say it's just the most uprooting it's the most it can be full of anxiety because it's all full of change but that can also be a really exciting thing so this is the phase where those ideas have fully come to you And you actually start putting them into action. This is where, okay, you've come over the grieving process of going through the crisis, of going through the uncertainty, the unknown. Then all of a sudden you created space and ideas started to come to you and they might not fix everything, but little glimmers of light are saying, come this way, come this way. Then you go through the phase of like getting the courage to get up and start walking towards the things that are lighting you up, if even just a little bit inside. So they be small things they can be big things but this is where you really start to implement the bigger change you finally let go of that relationship and you move you finally let go of that job and you either go back to school or you take a different job or you shift your career or you start your business you let go of the place that you've identified with like the big city and you move and you might not have anywhere to move to yet and you might have to rent or Airbnb for a little bit while you look for houses, but you do what you have to do to start creating the reality of the idea that has come to you that has brought you a sense of light, that has brought you a sense of joy. This is the hard part because it requires taking chances. It's It requires courage. It requires going through the grieving process first before you're gonna be able to gain or access that courage. It can require going to support or to therapy or to leaning on people so that you can help yourself get to this phase of the life crisis. It requires you to cut ties with things that you felt like were all of you or a huge part of you. And it can require shutting the chapter of a piece or a part of your book, your life story and starting a new one, which again can be really daunting or seem really daunting, which is why sometimes we stay in phases one or two of a life crisis and why a life crisis can go on for so long because it really is, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of gusto (laughs) to really jump at phase three, you've gone through it all. You've gone through all of the phases, you did the big changes and at first, you know, it's all exciting, it's all new, it's all maybe nerve wracking, maybe uncertain maybe there's some trial and error, but then phase four is things really start to fall into place. And you gain this new sense of normal. You get a new sense of consistency in your life again. You get a new sense of connection to your life again because of that life crisis. It caused you to pivot. It caused you to change. It caused you to transition and nothing is permanent. So you won't stay in that phase for a very long time, or at least Forever. And you will eventually find yourself in phase four where you look around and you're like, wow, my life is totally different. Or wow, I'm okay. Or I landed. Or I figured it out. Or I'm happy now. Or whatever it is, you know, maybe you find yourself in love again. Maybe you find yourself. In a career path or doing something that really fulfills you maybe you find yourself living somewhere totally new and you're fully in your routines you've been there for a while and you love it and maybe you don't and you go through another quarter life crisis because that's okay too but by phase four normally all of these changes are cemented into place and you are living the new life that you had to go through that to get to this. So I wrote down some tips on how to actually work through those phases because it sounds great in theory, and it is great in theory, and you definitely can go through all four no matter where you are on that scale. But there are some tips that I would say to take with you as you work through it. The first being self-compassion and understanding. Like you have to allow yourself to feel empathy for yourself for the situations that you're in. You cannot be angry with yourself. Even if you feel like you're blaming yourself for where you found yourself to be in life. Please don't take a drink every time I say yourself. If you feel like it was your fault, maybe you did something that caused your relationship to end. Maybe you did something that caused yourself to get fired. Maybe you feel like you waited too long to make that decision and now you lost your chance. I don't know, whatever reason it is, you still cannot get through the phases of a life crisis until you make amends with yourself, until you forgive yourself, until you're compassionate with yourself and you understand that there are no such things as mistakes, just lessons learned. It sucks, it might not have been what you wanted, it might still not be what you want, but eventually it will lead you to something else If you can make amends with yourself, if you can forgive yourself and understand that nobody's perfect and we have to go through all the things we go through in order to grow, learn and evolve. If you're looking to move through the phase where you want to start downloading new answers, you want to start downloading new ideas, start asking yourself, like, what would make you feel more fulfilled in this life? Don't be afraid to take a moment to sit with those answers, too, because, again, it can be hard in our generation with social media. We might see things online and we like the idea of something, but we don't actually like the reality of it, you know? So there's always a little mi- missing element of reality with everything online. So just keep that in mind, because even with anything you see, anything you post, even including the things I post, it's like, it gets condensed down. So just keep in mind, like, it can be great to move it to the country. There was still lots of issues. There were still lots of problems. I've had so many issues since I've purchased this home, or like, people that will think like, oh, I just want the perfect relationship. No relationship is perfect. You're not seeing the reality of all relationships online, like the ones that are posted online or, you know, jobs, whatever it is. If you want a specific career, you might not see how hard you actually have to work to get that career. So just to say, like, ask yourself what you think will fulfill you, but check the reality of those things just because of how easy it is to get kind of lost in the romanticization of things that we see online sometimes. And in fact, I would actually recommend taking some time away from social media to go through your quarter life crisis. You can choose how long you want it to be. You can choose how far away (laughs) you go. Like maybe you can't fully go offline because of a job you have, but taking some time off of your personal social media, taking some time away from any kind of influence online specifically, or any kind of influence in general, but specifically like online, trending online to allow yourself to really explore who you are as an individual and explore what makes you, you and what answers are really true to you versus what's true to what's trending or what's out there in the world or in society. And to give yourself breathing room to ask yourself the tough questions because social media can be very distracting and it can fill the little pieces of our days that are f- full of discomfort of going through a life crisis but because you're filling all of the discomfort and not letting yourself feel the discomfort, you can end up staying in that life crisis for a much longer time than you really need to instead of just facing it. Making sure you give yourself some space for the new ideas to come and to download. So again, that can come from taking some time off social media. That can come through taking walks in nature, journaling, meditation, anything that allows you to have time with yourself, time with your thoughts, time with the little things and little inklings that call to you. You could also, if you can, or if it's accessible to you, take a little solo adventure or just spend more time on your own. You can also seek out support or get advice from loved ones. And also to make it through all of these phases, you definitely need to be practicing good self-care. And I'm not talking like self-care in the sense of like, you have to wear a face mask and go get your nails done. Like, I mean self-care in the sense of make sure that you're taking care of yourself. You're still getting good sleep. You're still moving in some way. You're still nourishing your body. It doesn't have to be 100% perfect, but just making sure that you're fueling yourself, that you're practicing good hygiene, that you are caring for yourself the way you would want your mother or your parent to care for you going through a hard time. Focus on what's within your control because there is so much that isn't and we get lost and i think sometimes that can create that sense of hopelessness by thinking or focusing too much on the things we don't have control over like again if you went through a breakup you cannot control if that person wants you back or if that person will ever come back to you you have no control over that if you lost that job you have no control over whether or not you can get rehired by that company again. But there are things that are within your control. And when you focus on that, you empower yourself. And when you empower yourself, you regain a sense of motivation and energy. And it's really helpful to literally write down the things that are bothering you and then categorize them into, I have control over this, I don't have control over that. And the last being, remember that this is a pivot, that it might be really painful, It might be really hard. It can feel like it's never gonna end, but it'll very likely be something you look back on in your life and realize, was necessary or have a sense of gratitude towards, even if that's really hard to fathom right now, because the hardest points in our lives, our life crises in particular, things are all falling apart and you feel like a mess and you're emotional or you're struggling or you're grieving or you're really going through it. And you're like, I could never picture feeling grateful for this, but there will come a time when you're in that phase four where your new life is cemented into place where change has has happened and you've found peace again you've found happiness again you've found contentment within your life and within yourself again and you'll realize that it only ever came because of what you had to go through or you might be able to see in hindsight in that new person and that new point of view that you'll have in the future or that's coming for you the path you were on was destined for failure anyway and you didn't want it to change, but again, the universe came and booted you into this change because you couldn't see it at that time and from that place, but you can see it in the future. You can see it when you get to the new spot that you look back on and you go, oh, I get it now. Nothing is ever cemented in stone or permanent, you know? So we're always growing, we're always transitioning, we're always changing. If you've gone through a midlife crisis, a quarter-life crisis, any kind of crisis, or if you're in it right now, Feel free to hop on over to YouTube if you aren't here already and use the comment section down below to keep this conversation going in our virtual cafe. Everybody that tends to hang out in this corner of the internet is very sweet, very kind, and also very supportive of one another, which is, again, something that I could, I just like, I'm so grateful for, but could never fathom like how cool it is. Thank you for joining me for today's conversation about going through a quarter-life crisis. Please note, it is normal to go through this, We might go through many. We'll probably have more in the future. There's still the midlife one, you know, catch you there at 40. Um, But just hang in there. Whatever phase of that cycle you're going through, hang in there. I hope this gave you some sense of hope, some sense of normalcy with what you're feeling and just made you feel a little bit better about it. And outside of that, I will talk to all of you guys in our next Coffee Talk podcast episode. Bye, guys.